back again to talk fishing on the Upper Mississippi River. It's been a cool and windy week, hopefully getting better as we move into the weekend. The water temperature is falling, but the oxygen level in the water has got to be going up with the kind of wave action we've had. Be careful out there on the open stretches. It's like a small ocean if the wind can blow across a long stretch of the river and increase the wave height. Bob Urban is a busy man, but he stopped long enough to give us a very good fishing report later on in the show. He also has the story this week of a perch fisherman who caught nothing for three hours before he called Bob in desperation. And Dr. Bob cured his problem. I had the pleasure of visiting with the manufacturers of two types of fishing lures, Widowmaker and Liquid Willow Cat. They're both great young entrepreneurs. Murray Bait and Tackle has their latest and greatest, and you'll learn how to use their baits to be successful. Let's check in with Bob Urban right now about what he's doing at Murray Bait and Tackle on the south end of Guttenberg. By the way, to find the place, just look for the big walleye over the store. If you miss it, you shouldn't be driving. Bob, how's it going? Fishing in the sail here the other day uh, didn't really pan out for us, the tent part of it anyway. The wind was 40-mile-an-hour gusts, so uh, we decided to have it in the back of the store for uh, Thursday, and then we're going to set it up today. Uh, the guys have it set up, and I'm bringing some more stuff up. It's Friday, so we'll have Friday, Saturday, Sunday left. Yesterday was very good. Folks were coming in, uh, were giving away $2,000 worth of uh, prizes. Uh, just a few examples of those. There's a $500 St. Croix combo. There's a $450 Vexlar, which is used for ice fishing. There's an Ego Net. There's a Bubba Filet Knife. There's $200 gift certificates. There's several reels. We have it all up at the cash register for you to see. Uh, every $10 you spend in the tent or in the store, you get a ticket for that raffle, name and phone number put on that, and on Sunday we will draw for that stuff. A lot of folks coming in getting some big ticket items, anything in the store is 15% off that isn't already in the tent. So Thursday was really good. Sounds like Friday's going really, really good. I'm on my way up there with some more stuff, and we'll get set up. That wind did set us back, so it also set some fishermen back. Yeah, you just never can tell what Mother Nature's going to do to you, and I know that that river is not uh... – a good place to be when you've got especially strong wind out of the south. Yeah, the south winds, they they don't treat the river nice. Uh, really hard to come, even if you're in a flat bottom, boy, that's a, a dangerous spot to be uh, when you got the white water white caps on there. You can see them from uh, the bow ramp and stuff, but it's not as bad today. Uh, this weekend, it's it's going to die down a little bit, but we did have a front come through where it was pretty windy in the river. River isn't a place to be. Some guys will get tucked away on a wall or something on a, on a west wind or when you're walleye fishing uh, up at the dam this time of year, you can get out of the wind a little bit. But a couple of the guys that were out yesterday came into the sail, and you could just tell they were beat. Uh, it does take it out of you when you're out there in the elements. Well, look at it this way. It's putting oxygen in the water. That should enliven the fish, and as soon as uh, you can get out there and get with them. That white water coming through uh, the lock and dam and, and over even in the spillway, uh, they're finding some walleyes and saugers in that. I had two wonderful gentlemen that I talked to this morning. Both are 
uh, manufacturers of fishing tackle uh, that they are selling and you're posting in the store. And uh, one of them just had a great story of how that he bought a business and was able to uh, modernize it now. Uh, he's Widowmaker Lures. And the other one is a former dairy farmer who bought a little business uh, seining for and trying to find uh, willow cats, which I have to say I didn't know what they were. And uh, now uh, he's making a scent of willow cats and plastics to go all along with it. And you have that in your store as well. You know those guys pretty well. What do you think of them? Yeah, so uh, Brian Overfelt uh, and I are roughly the same age, roughly from the same area, and somehow we got together about the same time. I was getting involved in business, and he I think he was a year or two after he purchased Widowmaker Lures, and he has taken that company, and we will personally carry everything that he sells just because great family, great business, right here, local native from Dubuque area, um, Still in Iowa with the company, awesome Iowa company, Midwest company. Really good products, really good following. Um, we carry his stuff over the big box store stuff. Uh, so if you're ever looking for Widowmaker stuff, we can get it. Um, we probably have it. Uh, ice fishing-wise, we'll have most of everything. He's got some really cool stuff coming out. Same thing with Eric from Willowcat. Got to meet him through the years. Willowcats, Willowcats, Willowcats. Number one bait for any walleye tournament fishermen. Uh, for some reason, those big walleyes like live Willowcats. We get a call between May and June, July for Willowcats like you wouldn't believe. Uh, last year, I had to carry them in March if we could get them. Well, I can't house them for two months before they actually start using them or biting um, in May. So... We went to a different guy, uh, Eric with uh, Liquid Willow Cat. He's been out for a couple years, and uh, we actually have exclusive colors to the store for the pool this year. We have an end cap of his stuff, and we went with a lot of purple for walleye fishing. And he'll probably talk or talk to you about what his product is, but I do like the different colors that he made up for us and for our pool exclusively. Uh, just a color that color combinations that just work and uh, that sell for us at the store. But the reason that they sell is because somebody has done really well with the color. So we're a purple pool. If somebody ever comes in and wants to start with the color of a hair jig of a plastic or anything for walleye fishing, uh, purple is what I would start anybody out with. It's always a common question because we have a wall of stuff. Ken, uh, you've seen the hair jig wall that we have. It covers the rainbow for the most part. But I would always aim somebody if they're always coming, well, what color are they? Well, there's... 27, 28 different color combinations there on, on just hair jigs. So uh, we do start them off with purple, and you'll see a lot of his stuff is purple. We just He just shipped me all of his other liquid scents. So he's got liquid larva, he's got liquid crawfish, he's got liquid shad now, and he's got liquid uh, willow cat. And all that stuff, uh, there's guys that love that liquid larva. They put it on anything for panfish, and it's just a little red it smells i'm not sure what it smells like he's got some potions that he uses uh he sells a lot of it and uh we have it available for anybody well bob it sounds like uh everything is going well here i'm glad your sale is doing well and uh i'm uh, looking forward to the interviews with these guys 
And then later on, we'll have you back to do your fishing report for us to finish us up for the day. And uh, this is our third episode, and uh, we are getting more people who are telling more people about How's the Bite. So, folks, if you're out there, you can uh, prove that what we're talking about is real by going to Murray Bait and Tackle, and uh, you can uh, find out a lot of things about how to fish and what to fish with. So, Bob Urban, thank you very much. Thanks, Ken. We'll have Bob's fishing report a little later in the show. Well, let's talk more about what you can use to catch fish. Because as one of my friends used to say, it's a lot more fun when you catch fish. I have Brian Overfell with me, and he's really known for his Widowmaker lures. I understand you're an Iowan, is that right? Absolutely, Ken. I was born and raised in Dubuque, Iowa, and then have since moved down to like the Cedar Rapids, Iowa City corridor, and that's where we currently operate the business out of. Is this a one-man band, a small um, manufacturing enterprise? Tell us about your company. Absolutely. Um, me and my wife and I acquired the company back in 2011-2012. Uh, we've grown quite a bit since then. It's been a fun ride for us. Uh, Widowmaker itself has been in business since 1985, though, so we acquired it from another couple along the Mississippi River. It was a family business then. It's a family business now. Um, as far as employees, it's myself. We have one more full-timer. And then we have two part-time employees as well. Well, now, if you didn't come up with this name and you just brought it forward, we can stop right there. But where did the name Widowmaker come from? And, uh, you know, does it mean that the man goes fishing and the wife stays home forever or what? So you're you're on the right track, Ken. Yeah, so the original owners came up with the name. Uh, so the theory there was the lures used to be made by some women, and the lures were so good that the men would stay out fishing all day. And uh, the wives would be would be home and feeling like widows by the end of the day. <laughs> well, that why did the women make such good lures then? You know, if they wanted the husband home, or was this a hidden agenda that they may have had? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Keep them out of the house all day for sure. Tell me about your lures. What is um, unique about them that people would want to use them? And what are you fishing for primarily? Yeah, absolutely. So we have a, a large array of unique lures uh, from the lead lures, from the original lead lures all the way up to like now. Obviously, a lot of things are going to tungsten. So we have a, a very vast tungsten line as well. What's unique about us is we do a lot of custom molding. So we have a lot of lures that no other companies in the industry offer. We do a custom painting. We still paint majority of our lures right here in, in our shop. Uh, so mainly our lures, they target panfish. Uh, so crappies, bluegills, perch, so you can see why they'd be good along the shores of the Mississippi. Why do you use tungsten? What's the value of that metal? Yeah, so tungsten came onto the, the fishing scene strong, especially ice fishing, about 10 years ago. And so the, the value there is it's 40% heavier than lead. So it enables you, especially during the ice fishing season, to downsize your profile and still get that weight that you desire to get down in that deeper water. And it gives you a lot better feel when you're finesse fishing it as well. You get a little better presentation. And that's why tungsten took over the bass market and it's slowly starting to creep in like the open water panfish and walleye as well. Okay, off the wall here. Is there any danger of that metal in water or to people uh, if they were to ingest it? So that's the best part. No, it's it's a lot more eco-friendly obviously than 
than the lead. So that's the best part is it's not only environmentally safe, but it's got some major uh, fishing qualities to it as well. What uh, would you say is a lure that would work on the uh, Mississippi and the Guttenberg area right now uh, that uh, would uh, give people some advantage and a smile as they go home with a lemon? Absolutely. If you're fishing anything from bluegills, crappies, or perch, uh, our number one historical lure has been the, our tungsten scud missile. Uh, so it's a real little small little, it imitates <laughs> a freshwater scud, and that's a phenomenal jig up and down the shores of the Mississippi. Uh, we sell it in like a chartreuse and orange and pink color tone, and that's, I'm probably giving out a lot of secrets right there, but that's a lot of guys' secret weapon for that Mississippi. Uh, and we do got a brand new one. We just actually launched this week that uh, has already caught the attention of a lot of Mississippi anglers. It's the it's our brand new tungsten shrimp, and that's another one smaller profile vertical tungsten that's going to be phenomenal on the river. How do you guys come up with the names of these? You know, I've heard people say that they just uh, get a bottle of vodka and a notepad and start thinking of names for stuff. But maybe you're a little more sophisticated than that. So, to be honest, Ken, that's it's hilarious. We first came out with our first 10 profiles. I had a couple. I had a good buddy of mine along, and we we had to get all the names to the printer. So we definitely got creative maybe over a little bit of booze. Uh, but since then, yeah, absolutely, we've got a little more little more sophisticated than that. Like this tungsten shrimp, for example, it's a spinoff of one of our most popular lead jigs in history. It's the, it, we used to have a jig called a freshwater shrimp that we still sell, and that's a lead solder jig. So what we did here is we took that popular profile and we converted it over to the tungsten world. So it's a very similar profile jig to that classic favorite, but now you get all the benefits of tungsten as well. And everything is sold under the name of Widowmaker Lures. Widowmaker Lures, yeah. And Bob up there at Stick'em, well, that Murray's Stick great outdoor store. Yeah, absolutely. Stick'em Tackle, Murray's Outdoors. Yeah, he, uh, he has a phenomenal selection of our lures. He's very good at keeping up to date with our newest products, latest to greatest, and he always offers a great selection as well. Yeah, I don't know if you've been in his uh, shop or not, but you can get in uh, and you can get through it all. But it's uh, it's compact and there's a lot there. And I believe you are the entirety of one of the end caps there. So uh, you got a pretty good profile. Yeah, that's awesome. Absolutely familiar with that shop. I used to love going up to the Guttenberg area. Obviously, when I, in my Dubuque days, and I still sneak up there occasionally when I get back to visit family and friends now. But no, we're very thankful for that. Like I said, Bob's a great supporter of ours, and we love working with him. All right, Brian Overfell, Widowmaker Lures, Swisher, Iowa. God bless you, sir. Have a good winter. Awesome. You too. Thanks a lot, Ken. Awesome chatting with you. We're going to talk about a scented plastic lure. My name is Eric Ingvalson. I'm located in Caledonia, Minnesota. How did you ever get into making uh, fishing lures? I am a fisherman. I've been a fisherman a very long time, since I could hardly walk. So I've always had an interest in it. I was a dairy farmer, and I decided to get out of it and find something else. Uh, bait shop. Um that um, is in La Crescent, Minnesota. He said uh, that there was a guy looking to sell his willow cat netting business, so I bought that and then um, started netting willow cats for the live market and then didn't have a great year. They 
you know, kind of goes in cycles. Scents were super hot, or they're starting to get super hot, and I decided to make a scent using the willow cats. Did that successfully, and then everybody wanted a plastic to go with it, so I had to design a plastic, uh, and then I did that, and then another plastic, and then I branched out and made a leech plastic and a helgramite plastic, and um, yeah, it just kind of snowballed uh, out of control, and it's now my full-time job. Tell those folks who don't know what it is, uh, what a willow cat is. So a willow cat is a small catfish species. It's not a bullhead. It's its own thing. They, uh, the rest of the United States calls them Mad Tom Tadpoles. And they have pretty much won every single walleye tournament um, on the Mississippi River since I don't even know when they started using them. Uh, if there's a tournament on the river, they're using willow cats. They just hands down most effective walleye bait in the summer for walleyes. And what do they do that makes them so attractive to walleye? Well, there's a lot of theories. The best I could come up with is the willow cats actually have uh, stingers. They actually will inject you if you get stung with some sort of a toxin, poison, not really sure what it is, and it hurts. It, it's like a, uh, a wasp sting on steroids. Best guess why the walleyes eat them the way they do is because they only have two options because it's kind of a dangerous meal. So they instinctively know that they have to eat the, one, the, the, the willow cat in one gulp. Like, if you fish with willow cats, it's pretty rare to have, like, a skin tail, like, like uh you know when you're fishing with shiners and other minnows like the the walleyes just seem to attack them so you get really solid hook sets and it just seems to trigger something in the walleyes is this stinger at the top of the dorsal fin or where is it it's uh it's at the top of the dorsal fin and also the pectoral fins now i got an old story about getting finned by a catfish that all catfish if you get finned by them or poked by those fins it just hurts hard bad but you can rub your part that got thinned on the belly of the catfish and it'll quit hurting. Is there any truth to that? There is, actually. And it doesn't matter about the belly, just the slime. And the slime is actually antibacterial, so you're actually uh, taking away some of the pain and um, kind of preventing infection in the field. And it's true. After all these years, something that I heard in Oklahoma as a five-year-old is still true. Yes, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Well, that's wonderful. Hey, your business, I am very happy for you because I love an entrepreneur, but as you move into this new business, what have been the joys and the challenges? Um, well, the joys are that I I still get to work for myself. I enjoy the fishing industry. I enjoy, you know, the, the people, you know, getting invited to go fishing with guides and and uh, tournament fishermen. Uh, it's kind of a little perk of the industry. Going to shows, going out and making sales, that's always fun for the guys that are in sales. They get that. Things that are difficult are uh, budgeting because it's kind of seasonal. Uh, you get a really good boost uh, probably the first of the year, first ice. And then um, kind of steady in the summer, and then another boost in the fall. 
So it's a little, you know, up and down. You're super, super busy, and then you're kind of not so busy, and you're not making so much money, and then you have to, you know, do something. Well, back to the uh, Willow Cats uh, plastics uh, as the grand finale here. Bob Urban has a whole cap of your stuff there ready to go at Murray Tackle and Bait. I wonder if you could tell a walleye fisherman in a few words why he should give it a try. Well, um, if, you, if you've ever fished with willow cats, you just know. So the scent in the willow cat uh, plastics um, will increase your catch uh, hands down. It's one tournament. I have, uh, you know, guides that use it uh, consistently all the time, so they have complete faith in it. Well, Willowcat Plastics are on the shelf at uh, Murray Tackle and Bait, and we hope you come by and uh, give it a try. And especially, Eric, you know, getting to know you and that you are making these and you're the one that has the risk-reward on this makes me feel just pretty good about buying that product. So you can count on it. Thank you. We are at about a foot low from what's normal for this time of year. We don't really know what normal is on the Mississippi River anymore. Some years it's really high. Some years it's sitting uh, pretty low. We're at four foot, uh, 4.7, I believe, yesterday was. Water temperature, 57 degrees. We're under 60 uh, fish are really starting to feed up. They're on the chew, as we say, and they're they're biting live bait. Doing really good on walleyes, saugers. Uh, every third day or so, you know, you get up there, I tell people they're biting, and then all of a sudden they come up and they're like, should have been here yesterday. That is going to happen in the walleye fishing. Um, sometimes they change the locks. Sometimes they do this. They're not messing around with that stuff uh, because we're at a steady water level. So that's a factor that that won't come into play. The fish sometimes do not like that, and they won't bite for a day or two when they open the gates or, or that, uh, that kind of thing. But um, not having that, uh, what we are experiencing a little bit in the upper pools, uh, eight and nine, uh, is the weeds coming down from lacrosse. It's really hard to vertical jig those. We don't have a huge issue right now, but I have heard up by Lansing and up by those issues. If you want a vertical jig or pull crankbait, that eelgrass or that weed, um, will get on your line, and it's near impossible to do some of those tactics. Uh, so you just got to jig in between that. That's something that comes when it gets cold like this. Uh, we just have to deal with it and, and come up with different tactics if you're fishing in the main channel. Crappie fishing is starting to get a lot better uh, here in that they're in a little bit deeper of water. Uh, the ones you are getting are very large in our pool. Um, and as you get further north in those pools, it sounds like they're even getting more up towards prairie as far as numbers are concerned. And I'm talking nice fish, 12 to 15 inches. You're not going to get a ton at that size, but you should if you're out there fishing treetops and and uh, brush, different stuff, current themes right now. They're out in, in different areas than we're used to, again, because we're low. Um, and then perch fishing, again, is really, really good. Uh, if you have those weed lines, that's our best bite right now. If you have the weed lines and you have... Uh, Red worms or minnows, they're actually starting to bite on minnows a little bit more. I had a guy, and I got a story, Ken, if you want to hear a story, you want to hear a story? Absolutely. I had a guy call me. I actually took the day off on Sunday. Uh, Ava was working in the store. Had a guy, local guy call, call me that 
pretty good friends with, and he's like, where are the perch at? We've been out here for three hours. He said, I'm in six foot of water. And I'm sitting here going, well, you're in the right the right depth. You know, there's not much that's six foot anymore up in the area, just north of the dam there, um, where all of our weeds are. I get, are you on a weed edge? Yes, I'm on a weed edge. Okay. Well, geez, I can't steer you right to them. You know what I mean? I'm, I haven't fished for a little bit up there, so I don't know. They move around, you know. So I'm like, ah, what is he doing different that I would be doing? And he, I go, three hours you've been up there? And he's like, yeah. I go, how are you fishing them? Well, I bought your redworms. I bought your minnows. Like, he listens to our podcast and understands how to get them. He's new to it, though. Perch fishing is a little different. He's using a bobber. And I go, take uh-huh. that bobber off. I go, take that bobber off. You want to be about, in six foot, you, you, could, you can't get down to about six inches off the bottom with the bobber unless you're using a slip bobber. He didn't have a slip bobber, I don't think. But I would, I would just use something to get you six inches off the bottom, whether you're jigging vertical, whether you're uh, casting, whether you're just letting it sit, whether you're drifting six inches off the bottom. He calls me two hours later. Guess how many he has, him and another guy? Oh, I hope a bunch. Uh, 50, 25 and 25. They each kept their limit. So for three hours, nothing. One tactic was changed. And two hours later, he calls me with a limit of perch. I'm not sure the size of them. I'm sure they were nines to to 12s. Uh, That's going on up and down the river. Uh, It's going to be a really good ice fishing year. So if you want to learn perch fishing, we are not a master at it. Uh, Adam talked to us last week about not overthinking stuff. Split shot, number four gold hook, red worm or a minnow. Throw it out there, drift around. You don't really even have to steer your boat. You do have to move to find them. But best fishing right now that I've ever seen on the Mississippi River is perch fishing. Don't overthink it. Simple. Keep it simple. And it is, it's going really good. That's the best report I've had. And that's just an example of what we get when it comes into the store. Come into the store. We'll help you out. We'll get you set up. Aim you in the right directions. We try not to give any honey holes. Um, but I will give you some community holes for that everybody hits. Something that's nice and close that you can start off and then learn how to do it. So, Well, that's it for this week. Be safe out there. Enjoy the river. But use common sense before you get yourself in a bind. Fall has been beautiful, but you know Iowa weather. Keep an eye on the forecast. And keep an ear to this local weekly podcast. We'll tell you how the fishing is going. If you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, we'd appreciate it. And you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Drop by Murray Bait and Tackle. They'll fix you up with everything you need. I'm Ken Root, wishing you good luck and good fishing.